Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pick and Roll. This is your NBA betting show on the board YouTube channel, powered, of course, by the Hammer Betting Network. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining here. Thank you so much, everybody, for your patience for today, uh, dealing with uh, a, one of the lines that of the bet that we we're about to start with moved off, so we we're looking for a solution. Uh, one official play coming for you guys and possibility of a second official play coming later if that line can open up once again for us and uh, we can get that one in for you guys as well but in the meantime let's start off first of all with the recap of yesterday's official play and it was a winner yesterday went with buddy healed over 14 and a half points and contrary to friday's three no sweat with pretty much uh sorry three no sweep with pretty much no sweat whatsoever it was a lot of sweat in this one as buddy healed had three points at halftime but goes three for three from three in the set the third to set him up for the win on this one and uh, Pips, do you think this is worthy of uh, adding to the hook counter? He goes over by half of a point here. I mean, by definition, it is the hook. Yes. But I he was one, <laughs> one for four from the free throw line as an 87% free throw shooter. So this was like unbelievable that he made only one out of the four free throws. Like the probability for that is like less like 5% or something. Yes, so uh, with that win, Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald is 7-0 and on his side of bets, so he's 3. He, his SGPs are 2-4. and four. He is 6-0 and on his side of the SGP, but our first straight play with Buddy Heald cashes. Also, rec- the record with bets on 76ers game is now 11-3, and three, so an interesting trend there. Up to 14.7 units in profit, 7.1% ROI, and a 103-77 and record on this season. And with that... We are ready to go into today's official bet, and we have one now, and once again, uh, hoping to have another one later on in the show if we can get the line that we want back. But the official play that we are prepared to lock in here, we are going to the Nets at the Rockets. Uh, I'm fixing up the graphic here because there was a lot changing on the fly here. We're going to the Nets at the Rockets. We're going with Cam Johnson, 15-plus points. So this is the milestones line. Once again, it's in the second batch of player props. They're pairing that with Spencer Dinwiddie over five and a half assists for minus 120 odds at BetMGM. Pips, uh, why don't you take us away here? What do you like about this play? So like like always betting against the Houston Rockets and love the, the highest three-point shooter against them, highest being shorter and that's Cam Johnson for for the from the Brooklyn Nets so it's interesting that Cam Johnson came firing up after the all-star break so like last five games Cameron Johnson 27 points against the Hawks 19 points against the Bucks 33 points against the New York Knicks 20 points against Boston Celtics and that's with poor shooting in last game, he scored only 11 points against the Hornets, but he was three from 13 from the floor. So, like, I don't think he can repeat that. Uh, he's great shooter. He's great scorer. Like, very efficient. And th- those kinds of nights are like unexpected and w- won't repeat, especially against the teams like Houston Rockets. And that's the part, first part of the bet. And the Rockets will probably focus more on Spencer Dinwiddie 
and uh, Michael Bridges. So came to Cameron Johnson wanted to have the enough attention while he's one of the best shooters this season in the league. And the second part of this bet is uh, Spencer Dinvidi over five and a half assists. So he had eight or more assists in five straight games. Also coming back from the from the All Star break, uh, had one assist uh, less. In, had five assists against the Bulls, but that's the game they lost by 44, and he only played in 24 minutes. And they didn't make any shot in that game. Lost by 44, and he still had five assists. And now playing against the Houston Rockets that allow a ton of assists and. Yeah, I think this is just a great combination, very, very well correlated. And also, important part of this bet, um, and the played the Rockets without, uh, without um, Luka Doncic once, and he had 10 assists, and that was the game where he was just looking to, to pass. And I think we could see more of the same tonight against the Rockets. And yeah, he could actually assist to to came like once or twice to make it co- correlation bigger. And also, I am i don't know if I should be afraid of a blowout in this game. Probably not, because the Nets are not that good. But there is always possibility to going with a bit lower lines. And if it's a blowout, it probably because Cam Johnson made like five threes alone. And yeah, that, that still can be covered in a blowout in three quarters. Okay, so... Uh- that is the one official play that we have for now. Uh, hopefully, we have a second one a little bit later on at the end of the show. Uh, we're not going to say what the pick was going to be because uh, we don't want people to take the bad line unnecessarily. Hopefully, that opens up. At the end of the show, though, we can probably say what to look out for uh, because, Pips, you're expecting that one to flop back into a spot yeah. where we should be able to bet it. Yeah. So, but, the thing is we had the line and the line, alternative line disappeared while the regular line was remain the same so it usually just like every throughout the day it will show up like 10 times and be, be gone 10 times and yeah that, that's some usual DraftKings stuff going so, on it, so if it comes back during the show we'll give it out if it doesn't we'll let you guys know what it would be so you guys can have a look for yourself later on in the day and potentially get that one for yourselves yeah. but for now uh let's transition into a bit of a discussion piece as always uh, we want to talk about, well, I specifically want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they have been really playing some good basketball lately, despite uh, the injury to Steph Curry. And me and Pips are pretty sold on them going in the opposite direction, but they're now up to fifth in the West, 34 and 31. They definitely have had their, their fair share of struggles this season. Props them for fighting through that. But they are still very much being considered as, f- for some people, the threat in the Western Conference and the team that is supposed to come out of the Western Conference. I myself don't buy into that. I haven't bought into that from preseason. I wasn't sold on this Warriors team despite winning a championship last season. So I wanted to throw it over to Pips here. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Warriors team and how do you think they stack up compared to the rest of the Western Conference and the NBA for that matter? It's interesting that they won like five straight games against not so great opponents, but still won five straight games. Mm-hmm. And then Steph Curry came back and they won, They lost against the Le- LeBron, LeBron-less uh, Lakers. And it was like, 
pretty comfortable leading from the start to the end by the by the Lakers. So that's one thing to look for. And I was amazed that they let AD cook them like 39 points while having Kevin Looney and Draymond Green to defend inside. So that was like I was a, I expected them to do be way better than they, they they were. So on the season, yeah, Timberwolves lost a lot of games. Jazz, Trailblazers, so everyone lost about a lot of games and they won some easy matchups and they came up to the fifth place. So if they go to, to, against the Suns in the playoffs, that should be a first round exit. If they go against the Kings, they can go through. If they go against the Grizzlies, yes, they can win that series, especially with Jam around this kind of stuff. So, yes. yeah. So, if they are they are the contenders on, on the on, on the West, I wouldn't say so. But can they win against almost any of these teams in the playoffs? Yes, of course. Like, like just pick me one team from from the uh, West besides Phoenix Suns that you wouldn't have favorite that, that that you will have a huge favorite against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. Oh, I wouldn't have them as a huge favorite, but I would say I, I think that would be not, not a huge favorite, but that you can comfortably like be like winning in six. Yeah, I, I don't think there is any other than the Phoenix Suns, as you say. So yeah, that makes Golden State Warriors like still contenders in the West. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can beat anyone on the East the top team in the East. Like no. Against the Bucks, no chance. Against the Boston, I don't give them any chance. And they will struggle against Sandy Sixers also. So, like, I don't think they can, that they are contenders because, like, if, if you have, like, Boston above them, Bucks again above them, Suns above them, like, they are not contenders for, for the title, like, like, real contenders. Like, like they are not in the top three teams that, that we have as a winner. But in the bracket of like four to to eight, they are there, so for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, when it comes I, to, I didn't, I didn't expect Curry to be back this soon, and there are so many games left that he can get back to the, his form before the playoffs start. Yeah, and my thing with Golden State, so I, I get what you're saying about not really contenders because you know they're not as good as three of the teams in the Eastern Conference. We would say I would I would agree with that. But the thing is, like last year, I, I don't want to discredit a championship. I will never discredit a team from winning a championship. I didn't feel like that was like an all-time championship team the Golden State Warriors had. But they did their job, got to the finals, where I think they were the inferior team to the Boston Celtics. And it just the Celtics didn't play well. Maybe they ran out of gas. But, you know, credit to Golden State. Uh, the, the big, big moments in that series, like I think it was the Game 4 at Boston, where Curry just goes off in the second half and it turns a uh, Boston 3-1 lead into a 2-2 series, which was massive. So I think certain things kind of swung their way. A lot of that was on them as well. A lot of uh, some of it was also, you know, Dallas getting to the conference finals where I think the Suns would have given them a much better series. Again, not discrediting the championship because it's still very impressive there. But my point is, though, I don't think they're better than Boston, Milwaukee or Philly. It's just if the Warriors can get to that point where they're playing one of them, I think everything is still in play for that. Uh, for me on the Warriors this season, it's been surprising to me 
that they've made this run. So other people are like, oh, the run is going to come. It's it's going to come eventually. I've been one to say like I, I the them struggling was not surprising because I didn't really have a ton of faith in their team. A lot of it returning, you know, Clay Thompson getting older, Draymond Green getting older. Um, not a huge fan of their acquisitions, losing some key players. I wasn't huge on their bench. Uh, I, I like that they're kind of banking on young players. I just have a ton of faith in the young players that they had. So this run is kind of surprising to me. And, you know, the, the West is still super tight. They're in fifth, but they're only one game up on eighth. So a lot can still change. Yeah, but, but they, have, they have Steph Curry back, and I don't know when the Biggins will be back. So if you... So if they have like matchup against the Kings, in, uh, firstly, yeah, and then go against the Nuggets. I don't know if the bracket is like that, but if yeah, uh, could, that, say, that could be that could be the outcome. Yeah. yeah. So first round Kings, they can demolish them like easy. Like I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Kings go through, but I will have my everything on on, on Golden State Warriors in that series. Yeah. And then they go against the Denver Nuggets and they can win that series easily. Like, not easily, like, but they have, I will have like 50-50 in that series because Nikola Jokic against defense, defense against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. And yeah. they had Kevin Looney and, and Damon Green inside to defend like, yeah, that would be like game seven probably. And then if you have hot curry or cold curry to, to go to, to go through yesterday uh so i watched the raptors played the denver nuggets yesterday and man did the raptors just absolutely cook Jokic and murray and pick and rolls fred yeah. van vliet and Pirtle looked really really good in that game and yeah part I, as i was watching i was also thinking like if the warriors play this team i i think steph curry's gonna give this team once again, a lot of problems. And also something interesting about the defense late. So the Sixers have done this. Now the Raptors have also done this. Late game, it was OG Ananobi guarding Jokic. And it was Pirtle who was guarding Aaron Gordon, who was kind of in like that dunker spot down low. Uh, interesting. The Sixers all did this with Tucker guarding Jokic. And Embiid off of him on uh, on Gordon as well. Um, and just... What, what do you think of this? What, what do you think teams are trying to do with this match? It was a bit confusing to me watching this. So, I, I mean, like, they are making it easier. Like, they put the guys that he can't move in the post. And, like, it's very, very difficult to move Tucker. And it's very difficult to move uh, OG. Mm -hmm. And you have a big guy helping, coming to help of, of the dunker spot. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah, that's it. Like you, you just need to like take away his 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 body. Like when he can, when gets to the posting up, and then he just like move players inside, and then just hooks easily over them. And he he they are like uh, setting setting guy that he can't move, so he can shoot over them. Good luck. Everyone will take Jokic shooting over guys from mid range. Like that's it. And. Like when the double team comes, it's coming off non-shooter. Like you are certain that it's coming off non-shooter, and the big guy is coming to help, not small guy. Like so, it's kind of like interesting. And I think uh, Golden State Warriors don't need to even do that. You can just put Draymond Green on Jokic, and we saw last year in the playoffs. Like 
Yeah, so so the point I was going to bring next was that, yeah, Draymond Green can do exactly that sort of job and, and do it probably even better. Uh, I'm not sure if Looney will be in the closing lineups in those spots, but if he is, then you can have him uh, as the help is, defender as well. Kevin is also a great defender, like a very underrated, yeah. I would say. Like, so, so he'll be on the help side there. So the thing about Denver, like, because when it comes to conversations about contenders in the West, you have to say, like, you know, how are they going to beat Denver? And, and there's... Definitely viable ways a lot of these team can beat teams can beat Denver. It'll just be interesting to see what Denver do to combat all of this stuff. So, you know, how to use Jokic and not get him exposed on defense or um that I mean that that's pretty much what it comes down to. Like it, it's it's Jokic's defense and it's Jokic. How can you stop him in late games? And are other players gonna be able to bail them out? So um I, I guess to keep this on Denver in that sense, what's your confidence level? With Denver, I know we all we all we're still in agreement that the Suns are that team. Uh, but what's your confidence level on Denver? They're they're clearly running away with the West. They're uh, seven games up on the second place Grizzlies, and I expect the Grizzlies to fall off a bit. Can it be Denver's year? Can it really be Denver's year? In the playoffs, like I yeah. think, I think they can win the league, like by the wins. But oh, for I, sure, I, I always had some sort. I always have have dubs about Nikola Jokic defense in the playoffs and that's I don't think we had anyone we ever had uh of starting five that was poor on defense on championship team. Sorry, then who? Which team with the defense you talk about? I I I said like I don't think we ever had a championship team that won the championship with a weak defensive starting five. Oh, I see. Would you say yeah. that Denver have a weak defensive starting five? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say Jokic is very exploitable in the playoff situations on defense. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. he's average or like average during the, the regular season because teams are not trying to exploit, exploit him. They play their set actions and they don't prepare. But when you prepare in a seven-game series to exploit Nikola Jokic, you are certainly able to do it, and especially if they are playing some very experienced and intelligent team like Golden State Warriors, for example. So it will be very. But I'm, I'm, I want Lakers against Denver in the first round. Like I want, like huh. that will be so. Cool. And we we talked. I forget we typed that. Uh, I think it was on Friday we talked about that, where uh, a full panel on ESPN said the Lakers would beat the Nuggets in the first round, and. I think we both said the Nuggets would probably win that series. Uh, we can't really see why everybody's so confident in the Lakers and in LeBron. Uh, we can certainly see it, but I, I think there is a certain amount of disrespect as well uh, to I, Denver. I'll just say that I would love to watch it, but I'm not oh, like, sure. certain that they will win it. But I think that, it will, that we will have a series. Like Usually when you have first seed against the eight, you get like five-game series. I yes. think this could be like six game series or even seven game series. So, like yeah. that, that's that's very interesting. Yes, and would kind of do you, you want to really get your first round if you're a championship team? You want to get the first round out of the way so you can rest up and don't have to exert too much to win that series. But Denver may have to do that, uh, which could also be a big deal for Jokic. So obviously, Jokic, he might I mean, he's obviously a phenomenal player. He might win his third straight MVP this season. It, it's kind of hard if you're Denver here. You have potentially a three-time MVP who maybe is not your ideal player f- 
for a postseason run because of his defensive deficiencies. What can Denver do to circumvent this? What can Denver do to try and hide this? Because he's obviously such a talented player. You can't replace him. But if there's problems in the playoffs, what can they try and do to hide those things and still find success with him on the court late game? I mean, they already did it. Like getting good point of attack, the defensive guy, and getting a good like four on defense that can help your pitch. And they have... Nikola Jokic, they have they have Aaron Gordon and they have KCP, Bruce Brown, like so they have 48 minutes of above average or or good uh, point of attack defense, and they have Gordon as the glue guy on defense, weak side defense and everything, and yeah, so they done it this season to to help Jokic, and that's why they are doing better this season. Like with everyone, of course, being better on the offensive on offense, they are also better on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. Like, if it doesn't work out this season, I, I'm just I wouldn't hold it too harshly against Jokic here. But it, yeah. it's just like, what else? What else can the Denver Nuggets do? What else can the front office do to this team? Because you know, they Andy added in Bruce Brown, great pickup. They added in KCP, great pickup. Aaron Gordon, great pickup. Like, what What else? What could be the next steps if things don't go well this season? Change the coach. <laughs> Change the coach. You're not a fan of the coach? Yeah, I'm not a coach fan of it. What about I'll what? say, like, I had some, like, beefs. Not with him, but with the way he, he was playing in some playoff series. I was, like, like... I don't think it, it, you know, probably remember this series. It was, I think it was in, in the, in the bubble when they played the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And Mitchell scored and like he was game. constantly playing Jokic in deep drop coverage and Mitchell averaged 50 in that series. And so like, he bad. didn't want to adjust. And I was like, they like, they, they could lose that series if Conley made that shot on the day. Like, like just, I and there is so many over the years that I think when he's so stubborn and that doesn't want to change anything and, and stick with it and like yeah so so many poor decisions in the playoffs like he's stubborn man that's 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 the thing like for with with him there's so, also yeah. uh, he also has a consistency to do that playing the Blazers where. They've won those yeah. series against the Blazers, but Damian Lillard really, really goes off. There's actually yeah, there's one series that did not beat the Blazers, but Damian Lillard also uh, abuses that drop coverage. And you know what? The Suns as well. The Suns swept the Nuggets a couple of years ago. And once again, I, I you know I guess you're kind of right with the drop coverage part of it. I I, I don't have anything against Denver. I, I kind of partially want them to succeed just because like you know I, I I want people to respect how good Jokic is, and this is. A, Playoff success would be a good way of doing that. I want to believe that Malone has something that he's, I've said this a lot. I want to believe he has something that he's hiding from the league that he's going to use in the playoffs defensively to try and solve the issues that they've had previously. I want to believe that. I don't know if if I'm going to be made correct for that belief, but I want to feel like there is something that he doesn't want to show the rest of the league now. Do you feel like that's the case? I'm 100%, not 99%. I'm 100% sure that that's not correct. (laughs) Okay. 
I don't think he ever saw anything like this. And also, he never adjusts. He just played the way they are playing the entire season. Like, there is no huge changes in, in, in the big changes in the offseason. Like, okay. Well, if, if that's, that's the case, that's my there thing. Problems. What? Do, I didn't hear it. I would say if that's the case, then there's going to be problems in the playoffs if they play the yeah, exact same and, way again. Yeah. And that's why I said, like, if this doesn't work, change the coach first. Okay. Then I think it, it'd be it, tough. It, it would be like the Raptors when they fired Dwayne Casey. He came off the coach of the year season, but it was like he's so stubborn. He's unwilling to change in the playoffs. He just runs isolations. It's so easy to counter. Um, he can't get the best out of his players. And even though it's successful, we need playoff success. We need to try something new. So um, teams have done that, like the Rabbits, and have had success. They won a championship the next season. So maybe could be something similar in Denver. If they, if they go out first round, he's gone. If they got second round, like if they go out in six in the second round, I think there would still be questions about his job. So yeah, um, I, I like mean, that if point he there. goes to the Lakers in the first round, for example, he's gone. He's done. Like, he's absolutely yeah. done. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go about five more minutes here. See if the line comes back that we want. If not, we'll wrap up and let you guys know uh, about the pick so you can find it maybe yeah, a little I'm, bit later. I mean, on. I can pull something else up. I'm just, I'm actually all the time as we speak, just looking at the line so we can try to decide what what's the pick here because I like a lot of things on that game, not not only the initial. Okay. Okay. Um, then I'll, I'll I'll talk like as I go because. There is a thing with uh, Lakers that I have concern is that uh, they are playing very slow pace over the last couple of games, which is not great. But then we can look at the last game of the Memphis, and we can well, see sorry, that for, they... for people watching, so the gate, the the pick is in the Grizzlies Lakers game to make it to make it clear where Pips is focused on that game. So the last game of the Memphis against the Clippers, we saw two hundred and sixty-four points. But pace was slightly above average, so it was 102 in that game. So I'll just go with my like process. So people probably interested in that. So the game before it was John Moran playing, and they played against the Denver, and it was 93 pace in that game. So I'll just take a look at the last game that John Moran wasn't playing. Also, it was game against the Raptors, and the pace was 100, so above average pace. And in that game, without John Moran, the first scoring option was by far Jalen Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain, obviously. And which is weird against the Raptors that usually take away the first scoring option. And the John Moran, I expected them to do better against the Desmond Bain. I don't know if you remember that game. It was like a month and a half ago. Yes, I do remember that game. Um, Raptors looked really bad, but then ended up just pulling through with a win in the end. I remember. So the game before was the, against the Nick against the Kings. Also very high pace, 105 pace in that game. Uh, highest usage again was uh, Jalen Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. So I will like looking at all this. We can see that Jalen Jackson Jr. is usually the highest impact guy when Jamoran sits, but tonight. He's probably guarded by Jerry Vanderbilt, who has the great physicality, physical, like cap he's very capable of going against the Jerry Jackson Jr. So 
we I, I obviously can't 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 bet on Jaren Jackson Jr. tonight. And I'll just now take a look at the Anthony Davis last couple of games because he he was he, he's supposed to be part of this bet, but I'm looking at him because I like I like to see the games that he played without LeBron, the pace and the pace is one of the key aspects when you are betting the over. If you expect like 90 pace compared to 105, that's huge. Like it can affect so much on the on the field goal attempts. So it's not the same the game when your player is sharing the the pool of 80 field goal attempts or the pool of 95 or 100. Like that's unbelievably huge difference, especially in the sharp lines. So the, the interesting part is last game, Golden State Warriors against the Lakers, the pace was one, under, under 100 with Steph Curry back and pace, Golden State Warriors usually playing very, very quick, very fast. And that's that's interesting. And also the game before against the Wolves, they had their 97 uh, pace, which is slow. I would say way, way, way slower than they would play with LeBron James. So that's that's an issue for for for, for Lakers because you can expect them to play a slower pace tonight again. Yeah, uh, but the last game Lakers played against Memphis, it was the game uh, uh, like ten days ago, and they had one hundred and seven pace. So if it's if you see a place like that tonight, everyone will go over their lines like easily. And the thing is that game was. Yeah, John Moran scoring 40 points. And still in that game, we had uh, Desmond Bates scoring 16 points and Jalen Jackson Jr. scoring 16 points. So it's, yeah, no takeaways here. But I'll just once again go back and check the line for Anthony Davis. So yeah, see. Anthony Davis was was a uh, over that we uh, Pips wanted, but the uh, the line that he wanted was gone on Davis. He was going to pair that as well with something else. But uh, yeah. if you, if anything else, if you want to find some other parts of this, uh, some other thing to go with for this game, uh, we can certainly do that one as well. So I'll just go just as I speak. So if you think, think if you get the look at the Tyus Jones. In the games without Jamoran this season, he averaged 19.4 points. That's very good. Yeah. And that's like amazing. And if you take a look at the last season, uh, with Jao Jamoran, when he gets the 30 minutes, he also closed the season with uh, unbelievably. So, uh, Tyus Jones, uh, over the last this season and last season, when he gets minutes without Jamora, did 16 points average, and which improves to the to the 19.4 this season. So that's really good. And he had some unbelievable games: 28 points against the Heat, 24 against the Spurs, 21 Utah, 22 Hawks, and the last game they played, he scored 25 against the Clippers. So some unbelievable uh, performing. And I'll say so. We are going to bet. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll type too, so you can just choose. But we are betting on Anthony Davis to score 25 plus points, and Caio Jones. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm pronouncing it 
like Thais, I think it's, 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 yeah. it's the right pronunciation. Yeah, Thais Jones, you got it. Yeah. Well, it's difficult when you're from Croatia and you have all those signs that... Uh, of course. Yeah, I, I, I like, we from Croatia probably, like, used to say Janis, but we say Janis because we have a J, like, in our alphabet, so it's... it's yeah, yeah, of course. We, we understand, no problem. <laughs> Okay, um, I'll pull okay, up the graph. I, I, I just sent to our second bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love, to, I would actually, I would say like my first choice was Anthony Davis over 25 and a half points combined with Desmond Bain over 20, but that's way too juiced. I mean, that's gone now. So I'm going with Anthony Davis 25 or more points, 25 or more points with Tyus Jones, because as we, as we can see, like last 10 games, against Jamurat. He covered this in eight and he has 90.4 average. And I'll just go and look at the games that he didn't cover. I actually know that he, he had 20, one, one under was 12, 12 points against the Kings. And in that game, uh, uh, he shot uh, five of 13 from the field. So 38% from the field, which is not like he's very efficient player. Like, uh, and he didn't get to the line, and he usually gets to the line when there is no jam around. So that was the one game. And the other game was Toronto and Raptors, your team. Uh, and he had nine points in that game. And I don't know. He, I don't think. I, I just think he he had problems with size of the, of the Raptors. And Fred Van Fleet is probably the perfect player to guard Tyus Jones. Like. Look, size-wise, speed, everything. And I think that that was the issue in that game. So I did, if you take a look at the Lakers roster, uh, starting five, so AD is inside correcting everyone and helping everyone. He's actually was amazing against the Golden State Warriors. And then you have Jared Vanderbilt against the Jaren Jackson Jr. And they will pay so much attention to Desmond Bain because he's the guy that can beat them alone. So Tyus Jones with the ball in, in his hands, with Jane Jackson in difficult matchup, Desmond Bain giving all the attention. And to be to be like real, like the point of attack defense of the Lakers with D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Danny Schroeder is not great. Just like... <coughs> so. Yeah, so that ties with like that kind of usage and, and against the Lakers should do great. He actually played only 13 minutes in the game they played. Only 13 minutes in the game they played uh, a week ago uh, of the bench and scored seven points. Now he's probably get 35, 36 minutes. Like he can score 13 points easily and I expect him to score like in the range from like 15 to 18 points right yeah Tyus Jones arguably the best backup in the league in the point guard spot he's going to be a starter somewhere one day depending depending what happened to John Moran he may be the starter in Memphis for quite a while so it's good that they have him here um so there's your second official play uh reiterating the first play uh that Pips wanted earlier was Davis over 25 and a half and Bain 20 plus that's not available anymore a good to me waited because Anthony Davis is now still involved in the points for this play. You don't have to double dip on that if you uh, want to take that. Um, ask, some, ask the chatters for some discussion questions. So just quickly want to touch on 
uh, one here. Well, first of all, somebody asked about our conference of Bucks. We both love the Bucks to win the championship this year. So we uh, Bucks are our pick. And um, also, this is a good segue from the, the pick. Thoughts on the Grizzlies uh, for this season. So my beef with the Grizzlies, obviously did, John Morant like, has to be there. Yeah, is um, it like thoughts on Grizzlies success or thoughts on Grizzlies John Morant story? Like, oh, um, <laughs> let, let's, let's, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah. w- which would you prefer to answer? How about that? Which one would you rather answer? Of course, like the Grizzlies. Like, I, I can, I am not. I don't like this stuff going on with Moran. I mean, I don't like it from his side, but also from the from everyone else. Like, it's it's tough. Like, so let, let's say from some, he, he like he is not surrounded with good people. Like that's one thing I will say for sure. Agreed, and he needs to understand that he is one of the faces of the league that people look up to. So that's. That's the problem here. Yeah, but when you are a young player, that's like, I don't know, like education, I would say, like, but he doesn't look very, like, in some spot, he didn't look like a very, like, bright guy. And, and, and he can get easily under influence of his friends and stuff. So I kind of understand where it's coming from. But of course, that's not, of course, you, you, you shouldn't be doing that. But you need to get some advisors and better friends by your side to, so that they can help you get on the right path. Hopefully, this is sort of the the wake up call moment for him. So um, I want to believe that is the case because uh, there is a very bright NBA career ahead of him. Um, as far as the Grizzlies' success on court, if John Morant's there, I think there's definitely question marks about the spacing, and I don't think Luke Kennard, as much as he helps the spacing on offense, um, I don't think he's the answer because defensively be really really tough to have him in a playoff game for a lot of minutes i don't think the the the, the, the spacing is the problem because we all know dylan brooks for, for being like unbelievable a poor efficient guy but he's actually decent on spot up shooting for for his numbers the problem is when he starts like he's it's dylan brooks time show yes that's the problem yes. desmond bain is unbelievable spot up shooter and i'll say jalen jackson jr is also good Put up shooter, so like I think they are okay. The problem is John Morant and the big, so that's the issue. But I think John Morant can work over it. He's amazing picker off. He's so quick that yeah. And they need to get Adams back like as soon as possible. Like they need him so much because when they went from the best rebounding team to allowing the most rebounds to opposing bigs, that's. Wow. Kind of, kind of shift. So, like, they were top five allowing rebounds to opposing centers, and they are now dead last since the since the since the the injury of Adams. So that's like unbelievable shift. So that's the, that's what hurts them. And yeah, that's it. Like, get Adams back, get Moran to be like focused on basketball, and they can win against anyone in the West. John Moran has to be available, though. That would be a big question. All right, guys. Uh, we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, forgot to do this earlier, but uh, we will have uh, the hook counter updated. So you guys are waiting for that variance to come back our way. And uh, we're two and five now on the hook counter with Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald. I should never have doubted him to come through, even with three points at halftime. But for today, 
uh, two official plays for you guys. Thank you so much for waiting. If you waited, you managed to get the second play in as well. So appreciate people tuning in. First official play, as we gave out earlier on the show, Nets and Rockets. Uh, we have Cam Johnson over 15, sorry, 15 plus points paired with Spencer Dinwiddie over five and a half assists from minus 120 bet MGM. Reminder that Cam Johnson's line is a milestone line. Second section for the player props in the same game parlay on that. And for the second official play, Grizzlies at Lakers, Anthony Davis, 25 plus points paired with Tyus Jones over 12 and a half points. Uh, that's minus 110 at DraftKings. We'll say that uh, originally the play was going to be 25 and a half for Davis going over and 20 plus for Bain. So uh, if this one's gone and maybe that one is available later, that is also something you can check in. But the official play will be Tyus Jones and Anthony Davis. And that has been your show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Went a little bit longer to make sure we still got that second play in on this good slate and a good matchup here. Grizzlies at Lakers. My Myself and Pips are back every weekday right here on the board YouTube channel for pick and roll. So get subscribed to the channel. You can help us on a road to 1,000 subs or less than 100 subs away. This is, I believe, now our 86th episode. We want to hit 1,000 subs by our 100th episode. So if you guys can support the channel, tell a friend, tell a family member, that would be great. And the least you can do, we hope, is give a thumbs up on this stream to help us get in some more recommended pages. Hit that thumbs up button, and we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully celebrating another good day on the show. 